0: welcome to the nashville women's health podcast today we have a super special guest we have a pelvic health pt we have jenny archer Hey,
1: hello so great to be here i love doing this with you i'm
0: so glad to have you on finally we've been talking about it for a minute but we are both in the same field so it's kind of fun to bounce ideas off each other and network and kind of put our message out there
1: 100 yes so
0: kind of give us a rundown give me your
1: bio So let me tell you how this got started. Um, So not a lot of people know that I have been interested in pelvic health and sexual health since I was way too young to be interested in pelvic health. I was probably eight years old, staying up super late at night watching Dr. Ruth. I don't know if you saw the show. Yes. Um, But I I loved all the questions. I loved that everything that people were calling about was so taboo. And I loved the space that she made for everyone. No no matter what they called in for, nothing was ever, oh, my gosh, you weirdo. Right. It was always, that's an interesting question, and I'm so glad you asked it. And so not that I was interest, interested or thought, you know what, I'm going to grow up and be a sex therapist or a public health therapist when I got older. But it just kind of created a place in my heart of, okay, so there, there are different questions that people can ask and it's okay to have those questions out there and it's not weird and it's not taboo. And I think that set my personality up for me to be a pelvic health therapist 15 years later. Um, so I think it, it plays a big role in my life. I was always the person to ask mm-hmm. as we were going through puberty at high school, college, All of my friends would come up and say, I have this weird thing going on. What should I do about it? And I might not have the answer, but I had no shame in going to somebody and saying, hey, if I have this wrong with my vagina, what should I tell my friend, I mean myself, to what to do about it and then someone else would give me the answer and then i would go back and tell them what to do so it just kind of made sense and then flash forward i was in college and i had an ectopic pregnancy and an Mm -hmm. abdominal surgery and ended up having severe pelvic pain with that i was just about to start pt school and i started pt school i had so much pain sitting and it was The sharpest pain it would drop me to my knees and it happened very sporadically I never knew when it was gonna happen it lasted for 30 seconds to a minute and then would go away I brought it up to my doctors and they never had any answers for me they always said I don't know it sounds like gas to me or have Mm. you consulted with this specialist so I went to a bunch of different people nobody could answer me I was sitting in physical therapy school tucked under my leg like I usually have to sit And we had um, one of our teachers even taught the pelvic floor. We didn't even have a pelvic floor therapist come in and talk. It was just our our teacher. But she was able to say, these symptoms, um, that's what pelvic floor therapists treat. If you want to know more about that, there's some classes you can take. But here's the gist of it. And so, so grateful that we at least got that education, that one class of it. But it did inspire me to have a rotation with an actual pelvic floor therapist and the more i talked to her about it and treated patients and those patients would come in it was just so different from my other rotations when you fixed incontinence when you fixed pelvic pain the response that you got from those patients was you changed my life i don't know where i would have been without you and i had just gotten off of an orthopedic rotation And the name of the game was kind of, oh, thanks for treating money like you were supposed to. And the fact that these women didn't have hope and they didn't have a safe space and they felt so unheard, it triggered my Dr. Ruth in me. And I was just (laughs) like, never again will there be a woman out there in the world who feels unheard and untaken care of. And that's, that's that's me. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so... I tell people all the time, I feel like I've been groomed to be a pelvic health therapist since I was a child, and that sounds insane to say, but that's I feel like I couldn't have come up with a better job for myself and my personality, and I love it so, so much.
0: That is awesome. I love that, and I wasn't groomed to be a pelvic health. I found it the long way. I started in PEDS, ended up in the NICU, you know, and then went around yeah. through orthopedics, neurology, management. And found myself in women's health where I made the most difference. Like you said, finally people were like, oh, you can help me. And I made a difference. So that's awesome. You did a clinical rotation. So have you ever done anything besides women's health?
1: So when I very first started, I was actually an aquatic physical therapist and a pelvic health physical therapist and I loved marrying the two together. Mm-hmm. That was actually, um, amazing. Cause I was, you know, the pain patients will find you yes. uh, even when you don't hang that out there. And so my pain patients would come in. I treated a lot of patients after, um, the mesh yes. that did not go so well for some people. And so they were coming in and getting them in the water in the hot tub and mm-hmm. we would do a session in the water and then a session pelvic floor. And that worked so well. I kind of miss being able to do that. Um, but definitely when I moved to my second job, that was all orthopedic setting, no pull available. Um, I still told people all the time in the summer, if you have a pull, these are the things that you need to do. Cause it's just such a great, especially with pelvic pain to get the weight off, get the movement, but not get the jarring of gravity with that. Um, so I did that for three years um, and then switched over to a job that was all outpatient, pelvic health, almost exclusively, but I've always been a pelvic health therapist. I've just picked up some things on the side, and you know, as a physical therapist, to pay off your loans. I also oh, yeah. did stroke and amputee rehab on the weekends, and oh, yeah. I did that for a couple of years <laughs> until I got my loans paid off, Yay! and um, yeah, so then <laughs> that was amazing to have that load <laughs> taken off too, um, but yeah. Pelvic health—it's just been this. It's been my passion since that class when I found out about it. I didn't—I did not know about it. So I went and got two sessions of pelvic floor PT, and it changed my life. I was able to sit mm-hmm.
0: and—I
1: love that. Went back to my doctors. I'm from Jackson, Tennessee, and so I went back to those doctors and said, "Hey, this is what I needed, and I'm going to start providing this service here in Jackson, Tennessee, so that you can start sending people who tell you they have pelvic pain." And I promise you, it's not gas <laughs> if they can't sit. Wow! And so I was very happy to provide that in Jackson, Tennessee, for three years before I moved to Nashville.
0: It's so funny you say that about the aquatic therapy. I um, worked for a minute in outpatient. It was clearly just sports rehab outpatient. But they would tell us if you have a patient, my boss, is they, you have a patient that you can't get better, just send them to aquatic therapy. I mean, that was kind of our thought, you know, if you can't help them, just send
1: them over there. So,
0: you know, they're the pain patients. They're the pain therapists. I know.
1: And it was so great because, I mean, I don't know if my boss would have wanted to, well, she did know this. We did all of our notes in the hot tub. You could have your, (laughs) you could have your laptop, finish your notes and just be chilling out in the hot tub. (laughs) It was the greatest. It was a dream job. It was great. (laughs) That's so cool. So, what led you to starting your own practice? So, here you are. Yes, here I am. Um, I'm almost nine years into practicing. Okay. And so, what had happened was I got pregnant with my second. I had a very traumatic first um, pregnancy delivery the whole nine. I had physical therapy after for a while. Um, and so, going into my second um, pregnancy, I wanted to just take care of myself and I got acupuncture and chiropractic yes. and I still continued with the pelvic floor therapy before and after and I had all of I did trauma counseling too and I was taking so much care of myself and I just felt afterward after having the baby and I had the pregnancy and the delivery of my dreams everything went ah. exactly as I wanted it to and With my first, going to physical therapy, it was so needed. I definitely needed it, but it was such a stress on me. I had severe postpartum depression. I had so much pain from the delivery, and trying to get my newborn fed on time, on a schedule, get all of her stuff together, get to PT. She would always sleep during PT, which was great. Mm -hmm. But then the opposite of that is then you get home and you're tired because you just had a physical therapy session. She slept through it all. And now you have to stay awake while she's up and wanting to do her thing. And so the second, my second delivery, I thought, you know what? I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. I'm taking care of myself this time because I didn't my first time. So I, I went back to public floor PT at a location and I remember taking a video of myself that's on my Instagram page. Um, and it was, a, I was took the video to send to my husband to just I guess make him feel a little bad that I was <laughs> having to go through this. But to say, this is what happens every time we go to PT. I get stuck in standstill, downtown Nashville traffic, the kids crying in the background, and it's just breaking my heart and I can't do it. So I called my friend who is my follow therapist and said, can you just discharge me? I'll figure out what to do on my own. And if I gave up that easily, how easy oh. could it have been for someone else who doesn't have that background to give up and so I googled everything that I could to is there someone that can come to my home to treat my vagina please um and couldn't find anybody which is crazy (laughs) because you were there I I could have called you I'm a
0: terrible marketer no
1: I'm a PT we don't know
0: how to be business owners that's what I'm learning
1: so exactly so and that And I mean, which is now that I own this business is, um, or I'm starting this practice is something all in and of itself of if I'm a public floor therapist who couldn't find another public Uh, floor therapist in my home, in my, the town that I live, what does that mean? But I thought it was a novel, I thought it was a novel idea. No one else is doing this. I'm going to do it. I (laughs) I need to provide this service to mom because I wanted it. And so I set out, I was six weeks postpartum. My, um, my doula was heavy into talking me into doing it and she had been planting seeds for over a year of you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. And so she just caught me the right way on my six week follow up. she come in, she came into my house and I said, let's do this. And I've been hitting the ground running. And so my son is five months old. So that tells you anything. I've only been getting this together. But it's been so great, the patients that I've treated so far, I love being in their homes in that sweet space between I just had a baby and getting back to PT. And we're usually hanging out on their couch, sharing a cup of coffee that first session. Just tell me your birth story. Tell me how things went. Did you have the pregnancy you wanted? And how are you feeling now? And it's so funny what I'm hearing is... Well, my delivery went great. I am having pain with lifting my baby and bending over and doing all these daily tasks. But my doctor said, don't do PT just yet. But I've also started doing some squats and lunges. And so there's definitely an education piece that needs to happen for these mamas. Yes. Okay, you're doing great, and I applaud that effort. But let's talk more about your mechanics with lifting. What is appropriate and not appropriate to get started on at week two? And let's maybe hold squats for a couple of more weeks, um, unless you can do them really well and without pain, and then we'll talk about it. I don't want to take anything away from my mom no. who are really intense about wanting to get back to exercise because there's a mental component to that. And you don't want to take away somebody's happiness and freedom, and if that's their freedom, then how can I help you figure out how to do this in the best and safest way for your body to recover from this amazing thing that you just did?
0: There's so many things I want to tease out of this right now. Yeah. And I'm going way back earlier in your conversation when you sought out pelvic floor PT. What I love is that you were so proactive in not just getting pelvic floor PT, but seeking out other health care professionals to support you. Uh-huh. A trauma yes. counselor, acupuncture, like it is a complete team to help women no matter if they're postpartum, prenatal, or have never even thought about having children and they have pelvic floor dysfunction, but having a team to support them.
1: Yes. I I strongly feel like you need all the things. You do. And I, my, even my first pregnancy, I did nothing. I did yeah. nothing because I'm a healthcare provider. Sure. And I felt like I'm a pelvic floor therapist. I don't need help with anything. I'd never been through birth before. I had no idea. Yeah. And so, and didn't hire a doula. So this time, going through that experience, this time, I just, I opened everything to say who helps pregnant women Yay. and deliveries, and I want to hire those people. So I had an amazing doula, an amazing midwife, all the people, and I, it made a world of difference, just what I was able to do during my pregnancy, what I was able, my delivery was amazing, mm-hmm. and then... Um, Which, thank goodness, because he was 10 pounds. He was (laughs) over 10 pounds. Wow. (laughs) And so still able to have the birth that I wanted in a birth center. Um, And then got to come home and recover well. And recover not just well, but in a healthy way that was still honoring my lifestyle choices and how I wanted to recover. And spend time with my toddler, um, who I had had previously. So it's hard to have a newborn at home and a two-year-old. Oh, my gosh. That's a... I feel like that, there needs to be classes just to teach that. How do you manage? Yes. Oh, 100%. How that's do you so nurse
0: a baby, change a baby while a toddler, toddler is tearing your house apart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So uh, please give a shout out to your doula. Yes. Who is Kate, it? It's Katie Dunning. She's okay. amazing. Well, I love She's the a... fact that she encouraged you to start your own <laughs> business. I mean,
1: I don't think that's in their job description. <laughs> I don't know. She was just like, we're going to push. Start your business. That's so cool. We're going to, one more contraction. You can also do this for business I'm gonna help you have this baby and birth the baby of your business that is so amazing. she wasn't that pushy, but she,
0: <laughs> but she was great she works with Nova birth Services. okay awesome love Nova yes so I, I mean <laughs> um my doula is responsible for my third birth and she like I couldn't have done it without her like I really she was such a key person to help me get through um, a hard situation so I love doulas with all my heart so oh, yes, that's amazing Okay, um, and also just touching back on the benefit of encouraging women to keep on doing what they love, that joy. I have so many women who, you know, want to get back to CrossFit or running, mm-hmm. and you can't tell them not to do these activities. No, you so
1: we got to compromise. We got to see, and I don't, I never want to be that physical therapist no. to say, you will never do this no. again, but let's just figure out a way to make your body the best it can so that if you want to live 200 pounds after having a baby, Um, you know, let's figure out a way to do it. Yes. And I I would say that five years ago as a physical therapist, I would have been on the listening end of this podcast saying, no, if you can't do that again. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I, I think just with education and time and being a physical therapist, I think you start to learn that you can't limit people, that the mental component of that wreaks so much more havoc than than just teaching them how to do it and how to do it well.
0: They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do
1: it. Yeah, you can't take (laughs) that away. So let's teach them how to safely do it and how to progress up to that 200-pound lift. A hundred percent, yes.
0: Yes. Okay, any specialties that you, just any type of patient or diagnosis that you just absolutely love treating?
1: I love, we were talking earlier about this, and so I, I love pain patients. I hate so much that they're in pain, but for me being with someone on that journey of I can't have intercourse because I'm having so much pain or I can't hang out with my kids because my pelvis hurts too much and being on that journey with them of you know the roller coaster a pain patient it's a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel great and then they're going to have a setback and then they're going to feel great again. And then another setback and it's definitely not a straight line to pain free and being with them on that roller coaster and not only helping them get there, but being there, being on their side, on their team, to encourage them in the in the valleys of that recovery to mm-hmm. say, I know, I know it's bad, and I know you had been able to do this before, just last week, and this is not a great week for you, but you're gonna get through it. And what this is, is your body telling you, hey, I need to slow down, or hey, I need to do this differently. So I love to also talk with patients that sometimes it's just your body telling you, don't fear pain but the pain's trying to tell you something and listening in connecting with your body to say, or just to hear what is your body saying? You need to do this differently, or are you overworked and you're not taking enough time for yourself or do you need to sit in your car differently? It's, everyone's going to be different, but I love helping people tease that out in my pain patients. So yeah, I treat a little bit of everybody. I treat women. I treat men. Um, um, I'm looking into or getting into, I would love to treat the transgender population after um, gender reassignment surgeries and just getting more educated in that so that I can help that population. Again, anybody, I just have such a big heart for anyone who feels like I just need that safe space and no one else is listening to me. And I love to just listen to people, no judgment and let me be the one to help you through this and find advocacy for you. Um, so, yeah, pain just in general, whether, mm-hmm. um, no matter who that is.
0: Yes. is I my favorite.
1: That. And I love that you just want to give people that safe space. That's so needed in this
0: culture. And, you know, sometimes people don't identify as, you know, a certain gender. And they need to know that there are professionals out there who can treat them. And they don't have to go to just the specific therapist. But there is, you yes. know, someone who understands and knows what they've been through and what that looks like or what their anatomy even looks like yes to able to help them with that that's awesome um let's talk a little bit about how people pay you because I think this can be a hiccup people are surprised when they hear I'm out of network with insurance so do you get this and why did you choose to be out of network
1: I chose to be out of network for a couple of different reasons. So while I was in practice, um, you know, by the time I left my big corporate job, we were seeing patients every 30 minutes. And then there was all of a sudden the push of, hey, your new mom patients are pretty easy. So if you're going to double a patient, it's going to be the new mom. And I thought, new moms are not easy, yes. we are not easy. They I, need one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, because you. I've never had a new mom that came in and said, oh, I just delivered a baby, I just have a touch of pain only at my vagina, that's all. Um, because if anything is bothered in the vagina, you know, it's the center of your body, that means that there's something else up and out of the chain that is happening. And so looking at neck, shoulder, low back, hip, knee, the way that they mm-hmm. want to run, just their mechanics in general, um, and so I want it to offer more time, but in the insurance world, you know, that they're only going to realistically pay you for that first 30 minutes of treatment. And so I opened the cash pay service so that you pay cash, but you're going to get 60 to 90 minutes of one-on-one time uninterrupted care with a physical therapist, which you will not find being offered by anyone who takes insurance. And so it's really just a matter of what do you want For you it's do you want insurance based and that may be right for you just financially but what I've also found is I've had a few patients that they've gotten better in three total sessions when I've been able to spend that one-on-one time so where they would have to go to someone who takes insurance being seen for 20 to 30 minutes three times a week three times a week for four to six weeks what they could have gotten is better in less visits per week. So what does that equal out to? More time with your family, less time in traffic, less gas. So overall, what is the cost? What's the price to you? And it ends up overall being more to do that, to pay, to use your insurance. Yeah. And so I think just having that service where you can say it's a little bit more upfront, but you know, because you do the same thing, Mm -hmm. you can still, some plans will still pay out of pocket Um, for out of network services, you just have to look into it and ask, I walk all of my patients through how to get reimbursed for that to as much as they can through their insurance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to us wanting to work for our patients, not the insurance companies. And yes,
1: as high as deductibles
0: are and co-pays, uh, some of my patients have told me it's cheaper to pay me, and they get quick, they get
1: done and better in a shorter amount of time than they. Yeah, and just have that one-on-one all mm-hmm. the time access. Yes, uh, they can text me anytime. They can you know, call, email, and I can help them through some things where I didn't have time to offer that no. to my patients. I was seeing 15, sometimes on a busy day, 20, 20 patients, patients a day, day five days a week. And I remember if I got an email, because you have to answer those emails and call the doctors on your lunch break or on your home family time. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I had someone say, can I call you? I thought, well, if I can talk to you while I'm eating lunch, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> you can. we can talk. Um, or if you got lucky and you got to cancel, but then you had your bosses getting on to you about your cancel rate. So
0: <laughs> so just in comparison, you know, so you were seeing an average of 15 patients a day. So how mm-hmm. many patients per day are you seeing now?
1: I only see three, three. patients Me a day. Yeah. Um, I keep it to that so that I can give patients the time that they need. Because yes. I usually get, I'm, you know, working on people for an hour and then they say, okay, I have one more question and I wanna give them that time and that space, especially my pregnant and new mom patients cause they need that. They need to be able to feel like they're not burdening me by asking one more question. Um, and then the other bit of it is I only see three patients too, just to make time for, I, went into this business, too, because I want to spend more time with my family, and I want to put some focus and perspective on my fitness and my health, so I want to make sure that I'm carving out time to wake my daughter up and not feel rushed and say, wake up, we've got to hurry up and get changed, what are you doing? I want to wake her up slow
0: yes. and
1: give her hugs and kisses and cuddles, you know, the whole time and help her get to school in a good mental state and then take time to work out and. Um, and be a good mom for me. And so it ha- it's just, it's cyclical. I'm helping my patients and helping myself, and we're all, you yeah. know, it's just good on all ends. Then you're better for your patients and for your family when you're yes. taking care of yourself too. 100%, yes.
0: Awesome. Okay, so any upcoming workshops, specials,
1: programs, what you got in the works? I know. Well, by the time this airs, it probably will be over. Um, But right now, it's $20 off an evaluation for the month of December. Okay. Um, But if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll um, put that in the show notes, how to follow Jenny. Yes, at Dr. Archer underscore mobile PT. Um, that I am considering doing a promotion for um, the month of January. And then I do have two midwifery clinics um, that I will keep secret for now because it's all in the works still and nothing has been signed. But I'll be working out of two midwifery clinics starting in January, early February um, so that I can offer some in-clinic and cheaper sessions too. And then out of both of those, places I will also be teaching childbirth classes and so very excited and that one I I can say I will be um, a part of the Thrive class for Baby and Co. Okay. And so I'm going to be that that sixth visit at the end of um, the sessions that they pay for I'm coming in and I'll be teaching them how to check their diastasis and how to correct it posture and breathing and then we'll talk a little bit about cagling and when to kegel when not to kegel after baby so that everyone can leave feeling educated in it and not everyone's just getting told do your kegels as many as you can and then ending up with a too tight pelvic floor or
0: a prolapse. <laughs> okay, so tell me, I ask everyone this, just because the aim of this podcast really was to get the word out on what practitioners are out there or what services are out there for women in Nashville. So how do you feel like the vibe is in general in Nashville in regards to women's health? Like, what are we doing great and what can we work on?
1: I love that. I've already been approached by a couple of people that are saying, hey, I want to put together... This place where a woman can come and have already vetted services of a massage therapist, an Mm -hmm. acupuncturist, a pelvic floor therapist. So I do have to shout out Blooming By, um, Anna Chowray, and um, Aubrey, oh, McMillian, I'm so sorry, Aubrey, I'm forgetting your last name, but we'll make sure to put her. In the notes okay. correctly. Um, but they are putting together something called Blooming By, and it is putting all of these things together in one location. Awesome. And so I do feel like, I feel like if you're, if you're going to be in the birth world to know about other people in the birth world so that you can spot that mama that needs, for us, you know, who needs acupuncture, who needs to, you know, what if they want to have a midwife or an OB knowing those providers as well, or the trauma counselors. I've referred a ton of people to trauma counseling and just been able to spot and see um, who really needs that before they go through delivery. And so I really feel like I did a really bad job of being connected when I was in that corporate job, Mm -hmm. which is because I didn't have time to make those connections and I'm making time to make those connections now so that I'm more educated for my patients. And I think that if you're going to treat this population, especially the pain population, it would be great if we could all get on the same page and at least know about each other and not look at each other as competition. Just because someone's in physical therapy doesn't mean they can't do chiropractic. It doesn't mean they can't do acupuncture or massage. They need everyone. Yeah. really. What if we lived in a world where you could have all of that at the same time and you didn't have a provider say, oh, you're seeing this person. Well, that means that they're probably telling you this. Or, you know, if you send somebody out and you every now and then you get a provider that says, well, you don't need to see physical therapy. And you're like, dude, I was trying to collaborate with you. (laughs) How can we work together, not against each other? Yes, and I'm not trying to take your business or say anything of what you're doing is wrong. I think we both have a service to provide this patient and let's just – work together to get the patient where they need to go faster. So I guess I would say collaboration is the thing that we all, that Nashville, I think nationally needs to get better. But I think Nashville still has a way to go. Yeah, I
0: agree. And I think a lot of people do have this mindset and they're trying to figure it out. The more I talk to Mm -hmm. people, the more I see that people want to collaborate, but how do we make that happen? And yeah, but yeah,
1: it's intimidating. I think what I found is, I'm trying to reach out to as many people as I can, and it's intimidating to put that first email out there of, hi, I'm opening this practice, and this is what I do, and I want to know what you do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get that email back, hey, yes, I'd love to collaborate. This is amazing. I have other pelvic floor therapists that I also know, but I'd like to add you under my belt as well. Um, And then sometimes you get that, nope, I'm all filled up. Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah, just
0: letting you know I'm and here. And that's all you can do is put yeah. the information out there. Exactly. You know?
1: Yeah. Awesome. Any parting words of wisdom for our audience? My thing is, is if I've posted this on um, my Instagram today, is that I, you know, if you're in pain, if you've got something that, is limiting you from living your best life, really thriving as Meghan Markle would say, um, reach out to somebody. It doesn't have to be a public floor therapist, but reach out to someone that's gonna help you get there. Because what I'm finding in my journey, my personal journey of pain, my personal journey of opening a business, is that if you don't ask for help, you're not gonna get it. And so don't be afraid to ask. Not everyone's gonna help you, But putting yourself out there, being vulnerable in that way, you find that more people are on your team than you realize. And there's so many people. I think we're living, we're starting to be in a good time where everybody wants to help each other and we just want to see each other grow, especially just... Um, among other females, and I'm loving that. I loved so much when I found out there were other concierge public floor PTs. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of you guys and no. that y'all would find <laughs> out about me and y'all would kick me out of and Nashville. We did, we do? we reached <laughs> out to you. I know. I remember the day I got the phone call from Kelly Ayler and just like, they found me. And <laughs> I'm about to get run out of Nashville with pitchforks. And I answered the phone in my politest of uh, hello <laughs> and she was so great she's like yeah we're all on we're all on a text chain let me add you to the group and i think i just was so overcome with like just sisterhood yes. that day of, oh my god my goodness these ladies are amazing yeah. i'm yeah. so happy to be part of Aww. you guys so yeah. i'm excited
0: you know, I, love this. I am a super big nerd, and one day Kelly and I were talking, and I started crunching numbers, and so I did the math on how many women are ten- in Tennessee, how many PTs are in Tennessee, how many women's health PTs there are in Tennessee, and I realized that I can't treat the number of people I would have to treat in my lifetime.
1: Right. Yeah. So there
0: has to be other people doing what I do or women don't get help yeah. or men that need help with pelvic floor. I mean, not I'm just saying women, but it's anybody that has a pelvic floor can have dysfunction. So we need yeah. lots of pelvic health therapists. So having that scarcity mindset of, oh, these patients have to be all mine or I can't have anything to do with this other. No, we need to build each other up, get the word out there and how important our job is and how much we can help people with a pelvis support each other,
1: you know? Yes. And so, you know, you're going to have different followers than I'm going to have. And so if I can educate a couple of hundred people and you can educate a couple of hundred people, then maybe the word would get out that somebody out there is having bad sex and they're going to call us. So Mm -hmm. that's, yes, my words of wisdom is that I'm all for if nothing else let's let, let's get everyone having good sex that's when, <laughs> if you fix that you're going to fix all the world's problems <laughs> that's a good right? point <laughs> i like that all right so how do people contact you i have a website archerphysicaltherapy.com and then like i said earlier i'm on instagram dr dot it's dr dot archer underscore mobile pt it's miserable i tried to do
0: instagram makes you do that (laughs) when i changed my handle to the pelvic yogi i had to put the dots between the yes yogi because there's art
1: yeah so somewhere out there is a dr archer and so and then there's a dr archer pt and so i had to be like okay well what am i gonna
0: there's not even another the pelvic yogi and i still had to do the punctuation in between it Uh i know instagram has all the
1: control I know, so yeah, okay. Say got your handle that. again
0: because I totally interrupted. <laughs> it's
1: Doctor Dot Archer underscore Mobile PT. Nice. Yes. <laughs> All that will be in the All show notes. That.
0: You don't have to remember that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so
1: to book an appointment, I just have patients go to my. Um, website, archerpt.com, archerphysicaltherapy.com, but you can also just call or text. That's my biggest thing because I would be working with moms was to have a textable number, if if textable is a word, Um, so that at three o'clock in the morning when you're rocking the baby and, oh man, I forgot to book that appointment, you can just text. And then as soon as I wake up or honestly... I have a five-month-old, so I will likely be awake at that same time and can text you back and say, oh, yeah, I've got a 7 o'clock tomorrow available. So it works out for everybody. So my cell phone number for Nashville is 615-852-7441. You can call or text that number to get an appointment as well. Awesome. Easy access. I love it. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. This was amazing. This was great. Thanks for doing
0: this. You're so welcome. I love it. All right, everybody. Have a great day.